0: This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Time buckets and task stacks. Oh, my. Well, before we get to my guest today, don't forget to head on over to overwhelmsucks.com. Yes, overwhelmsucks.com to get my brand new guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. I know when you're overwhelmed, you don't want to read a 97-page booklet. So top 10 quick ways to conquer overwhelm at overwhelm sucks dot com. Trevor Law is founder of Day, Day Optimizer, a time management web app that helps solopreneurs create effective daily plans using guided workflows based on neuroscience principles. Trevor, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be here. So I'm glad you're back on the show. You actually reached out to me. I guess I had a couple guests and you said, hey, uh, I want to come back on your show. And I'm like, well, I thought Trevor was a nice guy. So I wanted Trevor to come back on. And then when he told me he wanted to talk about time buckets, which I understand, and task stacks, I have to slow down when I say task (laughs) stacks, because that that could be a tongue twister. Let's start with time buckets. Now, as a productivity guy, I'm known as Mr. Productivity, I'm constantly changing the way I plan my day. And I think as a productivity expert, and you as well as more of a time management expert, you've got to be a student of how things work. You can't just be set in your ways. And I think that you approach things the same way, right? You're always trying to figure out how you can be more efficient. Is that not correct? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't, then I think we're letting down our, our clients and our followers. So now what I look at when I think of the time bucket, now that I'm going to ask you what your definition is. So to me, a time, bu- time bucket is, let's say you're going to work, you're writing a book. And you have a goal, this is coming out on July, I'm sorry, August 22nd. <laughs> this is the 22nd? What day is this? See? Hang on, let me check. This is really Okay, so this is coming out. You're hearing this in the 23rd. And by the way, see, this is the raw. This is the way I roll my podcast. So let's say your goal is to have your book, your first draft written by December 31st, 2022, the end of this year. Now, your time buckets would be, well... I'm going to set uh, – I think I can work in 90-minute increments. That's, that's what I – I'm just picking that figure out of thin air. I'm not saying you should work in 90 minutes. Then you say, okay, from 9 to 10.30, I'm going to write my book. And maybe from 12 to 1.30, I'm going to write my book. Is that what you define time buckets as?
1: No, that's more like a time block. So where I'm time blocking.
0: Okay. I'm,
1: yeah, exactly. Where I'm, I'm creating – in that case, what you're doing is you're creating a cadence – where I'm saying I'm going to work in 90-minute sprints and then take a break, 90-minute sprints, that actually isn't even strictly time-blocking. Time-blocking is where you then add that to your calendar and say, okay, okay. from, like you said, 9 to 10.30, I'm working on my book. From 1 to 1 30, you know, 2.30, I'm working my book, et cetera. That would be the classic definition of time-blocking. And the thing we'll talk about later in the episode, task stacks dovetails really nicely with time-blocking if you want to create a full schedule. A time bucket is more... Loosey goosey. So it goes back to. Is that a technical term? That's a technical term. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it goes. It goes back to. I think what what triggered this is you had an episode, a new way to plan twenty twenty two, where you were actually taking the day and dividing it into blocks, and then saying, well, I'm just going to like throw a bunch of stuff into each of those, like those. I'm going to call them buckets, mm-hmm. right? Okay, like the 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., 9 a.m. to noon, et cetera. Let me just kind of throw things in that bucket and then kind of work through the things in the bucket. So that's one way to view of a, a, um, a time bucket. I'm going to give you a little bit more of a deeper way, and then we'll back back into th- the stuff that you talked about earlier. So how I envision it is imagine a single time bucket for your day and imagine an actual bucket, right? And now imagine every single Task you have in your day and every appointment and every activity you do, like exercise, is a block. Imagine, like, a Lego block or a Django block. The height of the block is going to be how much time you're going to allocate it to that day. Okay. Right. So, just like on a schedule, if I'm going to schedule something, I'm going to schedule 90 minutes. But in this case, I'm not actually going to schedule it. I'm not going to assign which time I'm doing it. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to first create all my little blocks of different heights and then I'm going to put them in the bucket. And I'm going to stack them in the bucket. So the low priorities are at the bottom of the bucket. And then it works up to the high priorities. So at the top of the bucket are my highest priorities. So essentially what I want to do throughout the day is I want to reach into the bucket, pick off the top blocket, look at it, work on that. Okay. Put that aside, pick off the next blocket, work on it, Gotcha. Etc. So Imagine that visualization. Now, the nice thing with the bucket is a bucket has a certain height, right? So if you do all these boxes, uh, blocks, and you stack them in the bucket, and suddenly the bucket's this tall, and your stack is this tall, you know you have a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Right?
0: Your cup overflows.
1: Yeah. This is a classic problem people have when they're planning their days. They put too much in it. They try to put too much in their time bucket or within their day. Hmm. And... Without having that visualization or some way to identify your time constraints, you can't make the trade-off decisions that are necessary to figure out what is truly important because you put everything in there and then it's kind of random whether you choose the right thing or not. It goes back to, I think you, you often talk about needing to be intentful with your time. And yes, you want to be intentful with your time on the, on the uh, daily basis. But part of that being intentful is not just figuring out, oh, these, these are my critical things to work on today. It's also figuring out, well, if I don't have time to reach them, what's the top priority? What's the second priority? So that way I'm not like working down from the lowest priority to the top because it's easier that way.
0: That That's a good way of explaining it. And, the way I look at it, and I like to know your thoughts on this, is I think that as solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, 80% of your day should be spent on needle moving activity. So those yeah. blocks at the top should be needle moving. This is not admin tasks. This is not fixing your email signature or tweaking the font on your website. That's not needle moving. Do you agree with me that 80%, if not more, of your tasks throughout the day should be on? activities that are moving you towards your goals? So since I look at it from a time perspective and I do an integrated schedule, I would
1: probably argue for less because I think there's two other categories. Yeah, there's that 20% that you're going to use on the non-needle moving activities, the um, admin and stuff like that. But I think you should be spending 20% of your time on renewal and break activities. You should be exercising. You should be taking breaks. You need to get away
0: from the screens. Absolutely. We were never designed to sit for hours on end behind screens. As a matter of fact, I had a guest on my show recently, and they said after the interview, they had back-to-back coaching calls the rest of the day. And I would never do that. Number one, I know that that first client. I mean, the last client would not get as best of me as the first client. And so yeah. I have figured out how many clients can I take on a day? And I need to have space between every coaching call because I want to give a hundred percent to every client. And I think this is my theory that if you go back to back to back to back, you cannot give a hundred percent of yourself. I mean, you may want to, but the fact is you can't because you yeah. need to take those breaks between coaching calls. Not so much to make sure you have all the notes, you know, allocated in your CRM and then you prepare for the next call, but maybe you need to take the dog for a walk around the block and clear your head or maybe do some meditation. You need those breaks. And I think so many people are in a mentality of just go, 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 go. And I I highly, highly discourage that.
1: Yeah. I think there was a recent article. Oh, and I'm going to, I'm going to totally blank the blog it's another one of those very famous productivity guys who's written a lot of books. And he looked at several different studies and I think they said 25% of your day should be spent in breaks hmm. for you to be most effective. Wow. So, and people don't think, so So, so that's why I, w- I want to spin that and, and I'm going to push back against the 80% is you're probably right on the tasks is 80%. But when we're doing time management, not task management, right? We're looking at the time we have in our day we have to take out that 20 to 25% first as breaks and then say, you know, if, we, if we're working an eight hour day or a 10 hour day, say, say a 10 hour day, we're going to take out two and a half hours. And now we have seven and a half hours left or working eight hour day. We really only have a six hour day. So that makes and sense. Then, and then you have an hour or two of those might be admin. So there's that classic thing if you get four hours of solid, great work done a day, that's a good day.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree a lot of writers that. will say that. So the reason why I say 80% is because a lot of people spend way too much on admin work. And so if I give them a high target and they do 50%, well, they're better than if they aimed at 50 and got 20. So I always yeah. tell them to aim for 80. And I know you're not going to hit 80 most percent, but I, most times, but if you aim high, like I think the air force says aim high, then you're, and if you come in low you're better off. If I tell people, Hey, 20% of your day should be on needle moving activities. Then they do 1%. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get people to aim high. I know you're not going to hit 80% every day. I mean, I'm Mr. Productivity. I have good days. I have meh days. I have really bad days because I'm human. You're going to have those days. You're going to get sick, or maybe someone in your family loses their life, or something like that, or gets hit by a car. God forbid. You're going to have those days. I mean, I remember back in October 2017, my wife fell at home and broke her arm. That was not on my schedule. It was not in my time bucket. But I had to pivot. (laughs) I had to adjust that day. Okay. So life is going to happen. So don't say, "Well, you know, this is my my list of things to do. This is my time bucket." You got to allow for light light to happen. If you're an online coach. Like I am, and the internet goes down, uh, or the power goes out, or you have a bad hurricane. Like I live in Houston, well, you're going to have to pivot. So the best laid, the best laid plans can make the devil laugh. So just just keep that in mind that life is going to happen, not may happen. Life is going to happen.
1: And I would say that's a good argument then for why you should be starting from your higher priority items first. Yes, because when that when that that life does happen, you can always put off catching up on your email until tomorrow. Yeah. But if you, if, if what you did is you spent the whole morning doing email and all that, and then life happens and now you're putting off your number one priority, your needle moving activity. Well,
0: you're not going to move the needle right now. I got, so, I got a little question on that because I did a video not too long ago. And cause people said, do the most important thing first thing in the day. And I have a little different take on it because they tell us content creators. Oh, Always have an edge of controversy because that gets people to <laughs> talk about you. But I I say you should do the most important thing first thing in the morning, unless first thing in the morning is not your optimal time. Yes, so if you wake up at 8 o'clock and you're like, oh, it's morning time, right? Don't do the most important thing because you're probably going to do a horrible job at it. Maybe for you, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Do you agree with that?
1: I absolutely agree
0: with that. I think you should be looking at your circadian rhythm. and I- right
1: aligning your task to your rhythm. So for instance, I'm a night owl. So I actually, I do check my email first thing in the morning because I'm rubbish in the morning. And so th- there's, there's no productive work I'm going to be get, doing in the morning. So let me catch up on those menial admin tasks in the morning. And then my brain starts revving up and then I can go from there. I think what I, the rule is earlier in the day as possible. So I will still try to do my more important work in the afternoon rather than waiting until like 10 at night. Um, I might get i often do get like this amazing energy between ten and two a m you know that's some of my b- best work hours, however, if something happens like you said, i don't actually get to those hours so I try to at least accomplish things earlier in the day if i can um but yeah absolutely tie into your circadian rhythms and if you ever read that book when um I think it's Daniel pink where he talks about the idea of analytical versus creative activities and when to do each of them. So if you're an, um, a morning person, you should be doing your analytical activities in the morning because that's when you're most sharp and, and there. Then you have this dip that happens in the early afternoon when you should be doing your admin. And then late afternoon, you actually get, I think what he calls the recovery phase. And in that phase is when you're not as sharp, but, you can still do work. And that's actually where your brain, because it's a little bit tired, it starts doing this lateral thinking. And so you're really, you're better at your creative work at that time. So if you're an, an early bird, that's the recommended cycle. If you're a, a night bird, it's the reverse. It's like in the morning, your creative work is better. or You do admin than creative than analytical. But, um, mm-hmm. but I like that framework of thinking through, is this a creative task is an analytical task which requires deep focus, or it's an admin task. And then figuring out what parts of my day those three tasks align with my energy the most.
0: And I just wrote down that book. So I will go pick up that book because you recommended. Now, something I do, you mentioned taking breaks. So what I do is I've got an email list as most solo and entrepreneurs have. But I also have a a HubSpot CRM. And these are all people that have reached out to me. They're not on my list. And what I do is I reach out to them once a month just to check in. Here's a podcast episode you may want. To me, that's my break because what happens is the way way HubSpot works is really cool. Let's say I've got to send 100 emails today. And I know I'm going to send the same email over and over again. But I've got to send it manually so I don't uh, don't violate the CAM SPAM Act. So what I do is I put on my Christian hip-hop music or a podcast. And I just sit here, send next, send next, because I'm not, my brain doesn't have to think my brain just has no three buttons have to click. And so that's admin work, but it's also allowing my brain to go. I could check out right now because all we have to do is make sure I click these three buttons and it's fine. So you don't have to go out and get in a Zen state in your backyard and meditate for, for 30 minutes. What we're trying to get you to do is when you take these breaks is just allow your brain to go. Okay, I don't have to think right now. And That's what we're trying to do. Okay, I think that you and I are agreement on that. Got overwhelmed? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at overwhelmsucks.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily like you you need to go like rest and take a nap or something like that. Sometimes you do. If you're if your energy right. is low, go and do that. But a lot of times you're right, it's about giving your brain a rest. I often talk about um what I'll do for creative work is I'll load a problem into my brain and then I'll go do the dishes or I'll go out yes. for a walk or I'll do I'll do a physical activity that requires no thinking whatsoever, but then that leaves my brain free to roam and suddenly all these new ideas. I make sure I always bring a notepad um, wherever I am. If, if I'm doing the dishes, it's right next to the dishes. If I'm going for a walk, it's in my pocket. Um, but it's a, a wonderful thing because you your brain refreshes and you come back with all these new ideas.
0: You know, I started, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a daily runner. So I've run every day since August 29, 2017, coming up on five years in like a month, a week. And once a week, I try to run naked. Now, that does not mean I run without clothes when you run without headphones, it's called running naked. And so once a week, usually on Sunday, because that's the day I go to worship and Bible study, I run without my headphones on. No audio books, no podcasts, no music. And to your point, my brain's like, oh, all these great ideas are popping in my head. Now, I'm not going to stop every time I get a great idea because then the, 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 uh, the run will be rubbish. But what I try to do is I bring my Apple Watch up and say, Remind me at thus and such a time. And I like leave one sentence. So then later on the day, hopefully the sentence is, is well enough dictated so I can go, Oh, I know what that was going to be. So to your point, that's a great idea. You don't always have to have your headphones in. Go for a walk without your headphones. Matter of fact, when my wife and I got our new dog about four years ago, we listened to a podcast and it says your dog knows if you're paying attention to it. So don't go with your headphones in pay attention to the dog. Cause they know. And so when I walk her, I don't have my headphones in, I'm paying attention to her and I, and it's good for our brains too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So let's talk about task stacking. Now I go back and forth between this. Now I do, I'm a big fan of to-do lists. Okay. But I, I, I'm very careful what goes on my to-do list because so many people have what I call the dead sea list. They just put things and put things and put things, and nothing ever comes off it. So what I try to do is if it's something that's going to take my time, let's say I, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a student of Cardone university from Grant Cardone. So I watch Cardone U at least one video every day. Well, that's not really a task. I actually put that on my calendar. So then when it pops up, I get it done. So I guess that would be one of the Lego blocks we talked about earlier. I think people are well-intentioned when it comes to tasks. They're doing the right things. They're, they're writing things on their to-do list. But I think they should take it the next step. If it's going to take several minutes, like more than a minute or two, actually put it on your calendar because what gets scheduled gets done. But I think that you should be very careful of not having a to-do list that is so long that you don't have a prayer making a dent in it. So having said that, give us your thoughts on task stacking. I have to slow down when I say that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Well, let me, let me back up and address a couple of things you just talked about. So like that daily um, watching the lecture, I would classify as an activity. So like within the day, uh, optimizer methodology, I divide to-do's into three categories. So you've got your tasks, you've got your appointments in your calendar, and then you have daily activities. Okay. And a daily activity is anything, or it doesn't even have to be daily. It could be twice weekly, whatever, but it's an activity that you will never get done. So a task is something that will eventually be done. An activity is something that will never be done. Eating lunch is an activity, right? (laughs) It takes up time in your day. You will be done eating lunch when you're dead. <laughs> Good point. Right? So it is never done. It's also never overdue. So it's that's one of the things that makes it harder to track in task managers because, like, if you missed lunch yesterday, you don't have to eat two lunches today.
0: Right? It's just, well, although some people do, but that's an entirely different episode.
1: <laughs> entire, entirely different, right? Um, but But basically the idea is you do it or you don't. But you need to be tracking those things. So one of the the key productivity advice I give to people at the beginning is if you don't have a activity list, just sit down and write down an activity list of these are all my activities. These are things I do every day, every Monday, every whatever it is, and write down how much time it takes. So that way, when you're planning your day, you're taking into account that you don't have as much time as you think you do. So yeah, that would be the first thing. Second, yes, you can put in a calendar or you can, I think you, it is possible to use task manager for those they are less ideal or use like a day planner um, for that kind of stuff. Now I'll drill into task stacks, which can be viewed as a type of activity because the way I'm going to describe it. So what a task stack is, is a rank ordered list of things to do where you can only see the next item. So, Ah, first off, with task lists, the problem a lot of people have is they they work from a master task list. Mm -hmm. And those become, like you pointed out, never-ending, way overwhelming, and it feels like you never make a dent into them. They're also incredibly distracting. Because yep. when you want to do the next thing, you go and you look at that list, and then you wind up jumping down to the thing that's three things down, that's much easier. Oh, I can knock that off. Yep. I can get that nice little <laughs> dopamine hit of checking it off. And then I'm missing the top priorities, right? Yep. So it actually becomes a source of distraction. So the first thing I did, and I think the, our last episode, we talked about this, creating a daily commitment list where you take that, that master task list and you say, these are the tasks I'm going to work on today and then put aside the, the the master task list for the rest of the day. Task stack goes one step further and says, we often have different projects or facets of our life that are priorities. And within there, they have several different tasks. So house chores might be a facet. Marketing might be a facet. For you, networking, you're going. your HubSpot is essentially a way to network, mm-hmm. right? Each of these are different facets within which there are a bunch of different tasks that might need to get done, and then can have priorities. Well, how do I make sure that I'm allocating time to the important things in my life? Well, one, I define what are the important things in my life first, right? If you don't know that, you can't allocate
0: it. A lot of no. people don't. A lot of people haven't even started with that. They don't know what's important in their life. And I beg people, I tell people this all the time on my show, Trevor, I said, if you're not clear, the first thing I deal with my, my coaching clients is clarity. Yes. I said, go someplace quiet. Like we talked about earlier. Okay. No technology, no music, nobody talking and just, just brainstorm on a piece of paper, essentially word vomit on a piece of paper. Because if you have no clarity, cause I know you're about to drop us some really powerful wisdom here, but if you're not clear then everything you say from here on out doesn't matter because you got to get clear. Like I tell people before you plan, you got to have goals before you have goals. You got to have why. So you, if you, otherwise you just throw in spaghetti on your calendar. And so I tell people the why comes first, which can change over your life. Then comes goals, which can change, but then your plan feeds off the why and the goals. So I just want to interject before you drop the other bombs on us. Because people need to understand that like I talk about what Trevor's talking about right now, you've got to have clarity. Otherwise, this other stuff is just makes you, makes you feel good, but you can't do anything with it. Let's take a quick detour along that. And I'm going to get your to a li- detour or we're going to go uh, pretty far off of the main street. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, your listeners, a quick tool to do that. So I have this thing of a life portfolio, but you can vision it as a house. So get, get out a piece of paper, lay it in landscape mode. At the bottom, draw a big, um, large rectangle at the bottom. Then draw four or five, six different pillars, and then go in and put a cap on on the house. At the very top in, in that roof of the house, write what your mission is on the top of the house. At the bottom, that's your foundation. So in the foundation, go ahead and put a bunch of different boxes. One of those boxes should be sleep. One of those boxes should be renewal activities. One of those boxes should be just general chores, things like eating and grooming and healthcare and finances and all that. Um, one of those boxes could be discretionary distractions, you know, but whatever it is, put everything in those boxes. And now you've got pillars, and each pillar is a different pillar of your life. So one might be personal, one might be professional, one might be work. The distinction between professionals work, professional is my career, work is my job, spiritual. You could have like relationships, whatever are your key pillars. And then within each pillar, go and like put little boxes and identify what are your key things that you want in them. So for me personally, I do dancing. So in my, in my visualization, I have a little box that says dancing, right? I have a box that says fun for like adventures and stuff like that. You know, in my professional pillar, I'm looking at education and professional development. You know, so what are all those things and lay it out so you have an idea of what are all the different types of things you do in your life and how do they tie into those different pillars in your life? And then you can kind of see, are they supporting that roof, right? That mission in my life? Are my pillars supporting it? Are they not? Is my foundation supporting it? Am I doing the right activities Mm -hmm. to keep me healthy and going to support all the rest of the activities? And just get a sense for that.
0: That, that would be my... I idea. love that. I love that example. And that's very visual. And most people are visual. So thank you for sharing that with us. But before we forget, we get. I don't want to take any more detours. So let's go all the way back to the main highway of task stacking, because yeah. I know the listeners going, that's great, but don't forget to go back. So let's go back to the main highway.
1: So let's go to task stack. So I, I, we're, I'll i tie it into this. I've got this. Um, I'm a solopreneur. So I've got a business pillar within there. I've got a marketing box, right? Right. That marketing box represents everything I need to do with marketing. Well, there's, I've got 20 different tasks in marketing. So those 20 tasks become my marketing task stack. And then what I do is I look at those 20 tasks and I put them in the order of what to do next. Usually that's going to be priority order. Sometimes you can use more advanced. People can use other advanced orders. Like maybe I want to use a quick win to jump into doing a bigger item. But regardless, it's an execution order. And now I've got that task stack. I then put that aside and make it to where I schedule marketing on my calendar. I don't schedule my task. I schedule marketing. And when the time comes to do my hour, hour and a half of marketing, I grab the first thing off the stack. I work on it. Then I grab the next thing off the stack and I work on it and I keep working down the stack. But now I'm not distracted. By the other items, because I'm only pulling the first thing off. I can only see the first thing. So that's what a task stack is.
0: I I love the way you explain it. And what I tell people, first of all, as you heard what Trevor just said, don't overthink this, okay? Because complexity is the gateway to procrastination. Maybe re-listen to this episode if you're unclear what he talked about. You can listen to this episode as many times as you want. It's free. You can even, I don't know, take notes. Okay. It's a really good idea to do that. One of the ways I do now, this isn't really task stacking, but when I create my 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 task list or my to-do list or reminders list, whatever you talk about it, I never look at it through the day. What I intentionally do is I schedule these throughout the day. So until so they pop up on my devices. I don't know they're there. Now that won't work for everyone. I know because you made it very clear. People get very overwhelmed. They look at that. Oh my gosh, there's so many things I got to do. Why are you worried about things that don't do until six o'clock tonight for yeah. your next thing is X do just X. And so for me is I only, I always sign a date and a time for everything is on my to-do list. So when it pops up, Most times I've been doing so well, I get it pretty close to what I want to do because I hate snoozing tasks because that defeats the whole purpose. But I like your whole idea of task stacking because a lot of people are truly overwhelmed. Marketing. Oh my goodness. I got to do all this marketing. No, the first thing on the list is you got to reach out to three podcasts to be on. That's the only thing you're working on now. You're not worried about Instagram. You're not worried about TikTok. You're not worried about writing a blog. You do that one task. And what Trevor's saying, is you pull the first task off the stack and that's all you work on. You don't think ahead to the other tasks that, you know, your mind knows it's there, but you focus on one. And the thing is there's power in one, do one thing at a time, because guess what? We mentioned neuroscience in the very beginning. Your brain can only do one thing at a time. You think you're multitasking, your brain can't. So what Trevor's doing is saying, Hey, you're going to work on marketing. Take that first Lego off that task, off that task stack, and just work on that. See what he's doing. He's doing something. What I love is really simplifying things. And I believe, Trevor, that when you simplify things, you're more likely to be a lot more productive and get a whole lot more done than if you try to try to do a whole bunch of things at once.
1: Yeah, I'll say the, the other thing that this helps with and it's a little bit of an irony, it helps you shift from doing a, going from a mindset of trying to get things done to trying to make progress, mm. which ironically helps you get more stuff done. Because what happens is, especially as solopreneurs, there's a lot of things that we do that we've never done before. Mm-hmm. So you can't estimate how long it's going to take. Right. You've never done it before. Like it could take an hour, it could take five hours, but if it needs to get done, you need to create a new Instagram account and figure out how Instagram works. You know, you know, or believe that Instagram's the the next hot thing that you're going to go for. Well, you can say, I'm going to work on an hour. I'm going to try to get it done in an hour. But then when you don't, you get frustrated, you get overwhelmed. Yep. And then you start shutting down and your next block is less effective because you didn't get it done. If instead you say, I'm going to work on it for an hour because I'm working on marketing an hour every single day, doesn't matter if I get it done. I'm just going to keep moving that ball forward. The irony is you then won't get those, those hits to your productivity and you will get a lot more done then. And so shifting into that mindset of how do I schedule time to make progress on my priorities every single day? instead of trying to get things done every single day, I think it really does help you become more productive.
0: Oh, absolutely. Progress is important. So before we wrap up the, the show today, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you felt on your heart that you want to share with the listeners? You can say, nope, I think we covered it. That's completely fine too. So just like to give you this opportunity. So I think in our discussions, what popped in my brain was the
1: the thing I would point out is, the value of a process in planning, right? So it's not just that like, oh, I throw everything down and like, you know, just haphazardly grab something and put it into my schedule. I think in one episode, you were talking about how people, when they are trying to do this kind of scheduling their tasks, they just see a block. It's like, oh, what can I do there? And they just kind of throw something in there. Yeah. I'm a big fan of first decide what you want to do then decide how long is optimal to do it today, and then schedule and decide when you're going to do it. Yeah. And do it in three separate steps so you're not trying to get like trying to squeeze things in and just pick random stuff because it's an opening and it fits. You actually know what you're trying to achieve today and then you're working backwards from that into what your available time slots on your schedule are. So that's the 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 idea of why I live is have a step-by-step process when you're doing um planning.
0: Love that. So I know people are going to want to know where to go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world and how would they do that? Uh they can go to dayoptimizer.com
1: and dayoptimizer is a digital day planner that helps people do this three-step process for planning their day. Um and they can get a 7-day free
0: trial when they um come Excellent. Well I want to thank you and your fedora for showing up for the show today. How many fedoras do you have? Uh I have two fedoras. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're you're a relatively young man, so fedoras are way back when when were fedoras big? Uh what time time frame were they big back in the day?
1: Fedoras were really big in the thirties and forties. I'm wow. glad you think I'm a young man. Well, and how old
0: are you, if you don't mind me sharing if you don't mind sharing in the podcast? I, I will be fifty uh uh in two weeks. Oh, I'm fifty seven. So <laughs> So I'm still older than you. (laughs) You are still older than me. (laughs) Yeah, By seven years, you're trying to catch up, but I'm still winning the race. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate you coming back and sharing your insights with us.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to be back.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Mark Strucheski Podcast. Before you go, it would mean the world to me, and I mean the world, if you would do me a quick favor. Share this episode with one person you know that needs to hear it. Because life tends to get in the way, do it right now. I'm on a mission to help as many people as I can, and you sharing this episode with someone would help me on that mission. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again real soon.